welcome to the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast, where we discuss the earth, air, fire, water, and spirit elements of building a thriving, successful, creative business and life. I'm your host, Sarah, and I'm so excited to have you with me today, as always. Today's a little shorty episode, and it is pulled from a Instagram Live, so there are a couple of places where you'll hear some quiet spots, and it's me miming things or acting things out. So if you want to see me being ridiculous, you can go watch this on my Instagram as well. I'll put a link in the show notes. But um, there's some important things in here that I've been thinking about in relation to the ways that we show up in business and in marketing and on social media, our desire to fit in and to blend with the crowd and how that comes from a teenage experience um, that makes total sense, um, but does not assist us in becoming a standout or top of mind in our industry professional. It doesn't assist us in standing out as an artist. It doesn't assist us in drawing people's attention to us as a standout talent if we spend all of our time trying to fit in, trying to blend trying to make it look like we know things that we don't know in order to impress people because we have shame or embarrassment or self-judgment around who we really are and the level we're really at. So that's what I'm getting into today. Um, There's some valuable thoughts in here, so I really hope that you enjoy them. Uh, My one quick little share and announcement, after several years of being in the vault, I'm bringing back a free program called BYOB, Be Your Own Bay. It is a week-long, I'm calling it a guided self-love affair. It is a week of daily tasks, assignments, practices to help you practice showing and expressing love and care to yourself. And we're going to do it Valentine's week because that feels fitting. So it's February 12th through 17th. It's completely free. All you have to do to join is sign up. There's no live calls. The instructions are all sent straight to your inbox. Very easy, very fun, very sweet. I hope you join me for that. So I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes as well. Um, that's all I got for you today. Without further ado, hop on into the episode. I had a thought yesterday that I wanted to share and it's a metaphor. So like hang out with me for a second because it might be kind of a long metaphor, but hopefully it'll be helpful for you. It was helpful for me. Okay. So my thought goes like this. I, uh, I have a car, not to brag, but my car is old. And, um, so this is a driving metaphor. It's a car metaphor. Hopefully you also drive a car. And so this will make sense to you. Um, my car is old and like old, old, it's not fancy. I can't like, I have to manually lock the doors. I, it doesn't have a stereo beyond just like a regular radio. It doesn't have cameras. It doesn't have Bluetooth. Like it's old. It's just a car. I love my car and I know everything about my car because I've been driving it for a really long time. And so I know all of its little quirks. I know where everything is. You know, if somebody asked me to turn the blinker on, my hand would go right to it. If somebody asked me to adjust my mirror, I can feel it now in my body. Like I know exactly where that is in my car. I know where I need to look to see my blind spot in my car. I know everything about it. 
And so if somebody else was a passenger in my car, I wouldn't feel nervous or self-conscious about them watching me operate my car because I know that vehicle pretty inside and out. I've been driving it a long time. Meow. I am not comfortable driving fancy electric cars. You know, like if I got behind the driver's side of a Tesla with like the whole fancy computer screen and somebody told me to turn it on, I would be like, like, I don't know. I don't know how to start it. I don't know how to adjust things. It's all digital. It's all fancy. It has a backup camera. Like I find out I would be so overwhelmed and I would be so confused by it. Now, I don't feel self-conscious about that. That's not weird to me. I don't feel uncomfortable about the fact that I wouldn't know how to operate this fancy newer car that has things in it that I've never operated before because I have nothing attached to the idea that I should be able to do that or that I should know that. But now, if I were to imagine that someone else is in the car with me and I really want to impress them or even worse, I want them to think I have driven a Tesla before. Now, suddenly I'm incredibly nervous and really self-conscious about the fact that they're going to be able to tell how slow, how clunky, how hesitant I am as I'm trying to figure this process out. I don't want them to know that this is slow, clunky, and difficult for me. I want them to think I know what I'm doing. And I was thinking about this in relation to business and especially in relation to social media marketing, that a lot of the hesitancy, the nervousness, the overwhelm that I think my clients feel is not because they're new at it. It's because they don't want other people to know they're new at it their shame or embarrassment around their level, their current level of skill is so overwhelming for them that it prevents them from just being at their current level of skill. Like this is just where I'm at. Yes, this is new to me. Why would I know it? I should be clunky. I should be awkward. I should be, you know, stumbling around through this a little bit. I'm going to get better with time, but this is just the level that I'm at. There's no judgment attached to it. There's no shame in it. This is a skill building process. And this is the level of skill I'm currently at. And it made me think about, you know, we talk a lot about like inner children and inner child healing, but so much of business stuff, especially on social media to me is about inner teenager healing. And this feeling of, I don't want anyone to know what level I'm really at, or like, I want people to think I'm a different level than I am. There's a part of me that deeply connects it to like, when I used to hang out with kids who are a lot older than me, that which I always did, because I looked kind of old for my age. And like, I wanted to hang out with older kids. And I didn't want them to know I hadn't done stuff. So people would be like, oh, have you heard of this band? And I'd be like, of course. And they'd be like, well, what's your favorite song by them? And I'd be like, you know that one, it's like, right? Like now I'm fucked because I lied or I misrepresented my level of sophistication on this subject matter. I would also get myself into trouble because people would be like, 
Do you want to drink this alcohol? Do you want to hook up with this person? Do you want to do these things that like I hadn't actually done, but because I pretended that I did to fit in, now I had pressure to prove it and I didn't want anyone to know that I was young or that I didn't really know that I wasn't that sophisticated, that I wasn't that cool. I just wanted to fit in at the cool kids table. And so I felt pressured to misrepresent what I knew, what I'd done. You know, people would ask me like, have you read this book? I felt like I had to always say yes. Have you seen this movie? I have to say yes. I have to be the person who saw it before you. Or of course I know about that thing because I wanted so badly to be liked. And I thought that that was the pathway to being liked. And I wanted so badly for no one to find out that I wasn't being honest about how old I was. And I thought that that was the pathway to fitting in was to like present myself as being developmentally on par with these people that I wasn't, right? I had shame, embarrassment, guilt, a desire to, but also really just deep down a feeling that like I I wasn't going to be cool as I was. I wasn't going to be accepted as I was. People weren't going to like me if I was honest about who I was. And uh, uh, Katja said, I went straight from this as a young person hanging out with older people to this as an older person whose friends are all younger. And I have that too. And I think that that's like a neurodivergent thing. Um, I've always been 25, like since I was born. I don't know what to do about it. Um, yeah. So just this desire, this deep desire to fit in and be liked. And also this deep fear that like, who I am, what I know, what I've done, what my interests are, are not cool enough. They're not good enough. They're not going to get me that, that seat at the table that I'm hoping they're going to get me. And when we peel all that away, right? Like I did know stuff those kids didn't know. I did have experiences those kids didn't have, but I didn't think that those were valuable because at the time, the only thing valuable to me was the things that they wanted me to have, the ways that they wanted me to perform, the ways that they wanted me to you know, be liked. So I'm thinking about this as it relates to business, as it relates to social media. And I think that a lot of us experience our teenage wounding through social media over and over and over again, right? It's the comparison. It's the looking around and being like, oh, those are the cool kids. Those are the cool businesses. Those are the cool people in my industry. Look at the way they do things. Look at the way they market. Look at the reels they make. Look at the pictures they have. Look at the way that they set up their photo shoots. Look at the way that they have their houses. I should be like that. If I want the other kids at school to look at me and immediately associate me with those people. These are the ways that I have to perform in order to be perceived like that, right? And in the process of doing that, we erase or obfuscate or are embarrassed by our individuality, the things we don't know, the level we're really at on certain topics, the things that we find cool that other people don't find cool, the ways that we're different. We try to erase all of that because, you know, as a teenager, like we don't want to be different. We don't want to stand out in a bad way. I don't want to be a target, right? As somebody who is severely bullied, not being a target for bullying was pretty much the best I could hope for. I don't want to stand out at all. I want to fit in to the group that faces the least 
social shaming, the least bullying, the le- right? Until I would like, I hung out with the misfit kids for a while. And then it was like, okay, well, we all are picked on and we all are bullied and everyone thinks we're weird. And now we're just going far in that direction. But that group had its own norms that I was trying to fit into too. It had its own cool. Trying to find a way to fit into the cool usually stems from a place of insecurity. I remember this conversation that I had, um, one of my homies whose kid is in college now, but at the time his kid was like eight, his kid came home from school and he was like really upset. And he was like, dad, I need a Jansport backpack. And his dad was like, what's wrong with your backpack? You love that backpack. It had like an anime character on it or something. I didn't understand. Cause I don't know about anime. That's a way that I'm not cool. Um, and his kid was like, I need a fucking Jansport backpack. And he was like, what's wrong with your backpack? You love that backpack. You picked that backpack. You love that character. And he was like, no, dad, like the cool kids all have Jansport backpacks, plain, single color. I need a blue Jansport backpack tomorrow. I cannot go back to school with this backpack. And his dad was like, here's the thing about the cool kids. The coolest kids at your school are the ones who don't care about being cool they genuinely don't care and they're just doing their own thing and then everyone else thinks that that's so cool that they think that if they're like that kid they too will be cool but really all they're attracted to is that that kid doesn't care and they're just doing their own thing and his son you know who was eight was like okay that's cool or whatever but like i just want to be cool i do not care about what the fuck you're saying to me right now i need a jansport backpack so get up are we going to target or what the kids um And yeah, I think often about the fact that like we are really who we are in the most true sense until we're like five, right? Like until school starts. And then we go through this like process of being socialized in which we are like shamed and beat up and formed and socialized in all of these ways that like strip our uniqueness out of us and teach us how to fit in and how to get by and how to avoid punishment, right? Like really everything we learn is just about avoiding punishment. It's not about self-expression it's not about joy it's not about being ourselves it's not about celebrating uniqueness it's just like avoid punishment avoid criticism rejection abandonment or punishment at all costs by doing these things and playing this game in this way and that's what's going to prepare you for adulthood and then you grow up and you're on your own and like then like maybe you try to get on online or you try to be an artist or you try to be in business and you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna try to use that same tactic. I'm gonna look around at what the other cool, what the cool kids are doing, what the people who are successful are doing, and I'm gonna try to mimic what they're doing because that's what's gonna get me the results that I'm looking for. And at the very least, it's how I'm gonna avoid criticism, rejection, abandonment, or punishment. But it's not what makes money. It doesn't make you stand out. It doesn't make people feel like they can trust you and follow you. It doesn't help people find you and be like, oh shit, you're into that weird niche fetish property. So am I. I love that about you. Now I like you because you like the same weird thing that I like. But if you're trying to hide that because you think it's embarrassing for you because the other cool kids don't do it like that, they're never, those people aren't going to find you. If you're so busy trying to be nice, right? I think about like um, at one of the schools I went to at one point, there was like the, the preppy thing was happening, right? Like the kids all had the polo shirts. They all had the Abercrombie. They all had the like the jeans that were the same. And like if you looked at pretty much any one of these people from the back, they were indistinguishable. They all bought their clothes from the same place. Their clothes were all super fucking generic. There was no style to be had beyond just that they looked preppy. 
And that's what they wanted to look like. They wanted to be easily identifiable as a member of a group that was kind of affluent and kind of cool and very white, right? And it's like, okay, that, that's what those people are. Got it. Um, now, this also makes sense in the context of high school, right? Or like middle school, which is incredibly tribal and fucking terrifying. And children are vicious and mean. And so aligning yourself with a certain group and trying to like not stand out from within the confines of that group and just like keep your head down and get through it makes sense. That strategy does not work as an adult trying to carve out a space for yourself in an industry. Being nice and being bland and fitting in so that no one knows that you're not indistinguishable from this other group of people that you want to be aligned with it might get you like a foot in the door, maybe, but it's not going to carry you. It's not going to help you build a memorable brand. It's not going to build you a rave cult following of people who are obsessed with you and obsessed with your work. When you think about the people you're really into, right? Podcasters, artists, writers, musicians, the people you're like, I want to hear what they say. I don't even know if I always agree with half the shit they say, but I'm so interested when they show up, when they do an interview, when they are sharing their thoughts and opinions, when they're sharing their style, I'm so interested to see what they're going to do next because I can never fucking call it. What you like about those people is not that they blend in so well. It's not that they always look 100% of the time like they know what they're doing. That's not what's attractive about them. It's that they look like they don't give a fuck. There's something so liberating about watching someone not give a fuck. And we want like a slice of that. And then we, we misinterpret the data and we think, okay, there's something so cool that they're doing. I should do that, right? You're mimicking the outcome. But what you're actually attracted to is the process. Right? Like what you should be mimicking is like, how do I get to the point that I don't give a fuck what people think if I show up wearing a fucking meat dress or a swan? You can tell how old I am by my references, but like, you see what I'm saying? So going back to my original metaphor about the car, if I, if I go to drive some fancy Tesla, I don't know how to do it. I've never driven one. I don't know how to do a push button. I don't know how to work the backup camera, I will be completely absorbed in the process of trying to figure out how to do it. And I'm going to be scared that I'm going to die and that I'm going to kill other people in the car. I don't know what I'm doing. And if I'm honest about that, and I'm like, hey, I've never done this before. And it's going to take me a while to get my bearings. And I will build skill with this. But as of right now, I have never done this before. And I have no moral judgment attached to it. This is just the level I'm at. I'm not embarrassed about it. I've never driven one before. It's going to take a minute. Then that's fine. And people are like, okay, do you want me to drive? And I'm like, no, that's not going to help me figure it out. I'm going to do it. And you're just going to sit here and be scared along with me. And we're all going to hope we don't die. Buckle up. Here we go. That's different then if everyone gets in the car and I've told them this is my car and I drive it all the time. And now I'm on extra heightened high alert because I can't just be focused on the process of learning. I, I have to be focused on the process of pretending I'm not learning. 
I have to be focused on the extra layer of cognition that's happening as I'm thinking about other people watching me and having thoughts about what I'm doing and trying to make sure that I'm doing a thing that's going to make them think a certain thing. And now I can't pay attention to the car. I cannot pay attention to the process of learning. I can't be in my skill building. And I'm actually just making my skill building phase take so much longer because I'm not just skill building. I'm skill building and acting and mind reading. And it's too many things to do. And so I want to invite all of us to think about the places where we feel embarrassed for being at the level that we're at and feel like we have to hide it and feel like we have to pretend and feel like if other people knew I was at this level, they would judge me, they would leave, they wouldn't like me. And so I have to fake it. We're, we're, there's no more faking it in 2023, whether it's orgasms or business, tell those people where to go and what to do. And see if we can unshame those parts. What would happen if I stopped being embarrassed about the level that I'm at and started being honest about it? What would happen if you're mar- in your marketing if you just started saying, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing on social media marketing. I'm actually not here to be a social media marketing company. I actually do this, right? A day is here and someone would be like, I make body butters. When it comes to making body butters, you can't fucking see me. I'm the coldest because that's what I've spent my time working on. These body buddies are going to change your life. Is my Instagram presence going to change your life? I mean, maybe not because I'm not devoting all my time to learning how to be the best Instagrammer. I'm devoting my time to making you the best fucking body butter. So buy it. I guarantee you that would be way more fucking interesting to people than trying to pretend. And I'm not saying a day's doing this, but it did, like than trying to pretend that we are at a different level than we are, or that we care about something we don't care about, right? Or that we, like, I wanna pretend that I have a marketing team because I don't want anyone to know that I don't have a marketing team because if they think I'm doing this all by myself, they're not gonna take my businesses seriously. That's so much mind reading. Also, we're probably wrong. Most of the time that we're like, all caught up in what we think other people think, we're probably wrong. Not only do other people not think that, but like nobody's thinking about us most of the time. They're just not. They're like busy trying to survive late stage capitalism too. They don't have time to think about us. And if they are thinking about us in a hater ass fashion, they're not going to buy from us anyway. So why are we trying to impress them? None of it makes sense. Anyway, go be more real. All of us, myself included, go be more honest. Bring genuine childlikeness, not teenagerness, back to the world, back to ourselves, back to our personality. Unshame our beginnerness, our learning process, our early stages. What if it's not embarrassing to be new at something? What if we don't have to pretend we're not? What if we don't have to fight to be seen as sophisticated and like good at stuff all the time? What if, we, what if it's okay to be a beginner? and just build skills? What if we can free up more of our mental and emotional faculties to just be focused and engaged in the process of joyful skill building rather than trying to hide that that's what we're doing? How much pressure would it take off? How much more fun would it be? 
how much of our resistance to doing the thing comes from the fact that we're putting all these extra layers on top of the thing and thinking that we have to do the thing in like the perfect right way where no one will know that we're new at it. What if all that went away and we could just like make the post, share the thing, create the first draft without any embarrassment that it is a first draft? Just saying, something to think about. Gilly's here. Gilly, what do you have to say? She's going to sleep in my bag. Okay. There we go. Those are my thoughts. Let me know if you have thoughts about this. I would love to hear them. Okay, love you. Bye. That's our episode for today. Thank you as always for being here and for listening to the podcast. I know there are so many things that you could be doing with your time. So many things you could be listening to. It is an honor that you choose to be here. Connect with me on Instagram at intuitive edge coaching or join my Facebook group unstuck group to suggest topics or people that you'd like to hear me interview on this show. Have a great day.